Thank you for listening to the Golden Hour Drip podcast with me, Logan Lee Miller. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Golden Hour Drip podcast. I'm your host, Logan Lee Miller, and today's episode is about simplicity, or rather, the lack of simplicity. Ever since I can remember, I have taken such pride in filling my calendar with everything I possibly could. And I used to think it was a superpower of being able to juggle so much, right? Like teachers, my friends' parents, and advisors, they would say, oh my gosh, Logan, you're so involved. You do so much. You're so amazing. Yada, yada, yada. How do you do it all, right? And I (laughs) would say, oh, like, it's nothing. I like to do it. I like to be busy. I would come up with these scenarios in my head on why it was okay. I was stretching myself then. And I remember so many conversations with my parents on, they would say to me, Logan, I think you're taking too much on. I think you need to focus on one activity, do one thing and eliminate some of these other things because you're running around and you are a different area of my life might have been slipping in that moment, right? Your parents always know best. And I just remember saying to my, you know, my mom, mom, I got it. Like I, I can do this. I can do it all. I'm fine. My grades are good. My social calendar is great. Like I can go out for all these things and I can balance it all. I'm good at it. I'm good at scheduling. I'm good at juggling. I got it, mom. And when I went to college, I adopted the same routine. I piled on the committees and the boards and the volunteer hours, and I had a stacked schedule. It was great. In the moment, I was enjoying it so much. It felt like there was this energy, this un like it never ran out, unrunning out. That's not really a word, but it was this continuous energy that would just come to me and go to this and go to that. And there's a gathering after like my block of classes, I'm going to go to it. And then afterwards there's another activity. Like I was not taking any sort of lesson from high school because in high school, there were moments of struggle where I would have a total meltdown. I would cry. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have to get this done. I remember one night having a full day at school. Afterwards, I had um, like a sport activity or something. We had a, a game, a meet or something. And I remember coming home. And at the time, my junior and senior year, I was taking college courses. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I let a lesson or a test, I forgot to do it. I have to do it right now. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. I had 59 minutes to turn it in. And I remember trying to turn it in right as the deadline approached. I had like two minutes and our Wi-Fi 
crashed and I wasn't able to upload it in time. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like this is the Wi-Fi's fault. Um, I remember getting upset at my mom that our Wi-Fi had crashed, but really the root of the problem was that I had waited until the last minute. If I had done this with plenty of time, I would have had different methods to getting it uploaded. I could have uploaded at school. I could have uploaded at the library. I could have gone to a friend's house, right? Like the problem wasn't that our Wi-Fi had crashed that night or didn't load it properly or whatever it was. That wasn't the problem. The problem was that I had overloaded my schedule and I'd waited last minute. So that was just like one of the multiple things I struggled with in high school of having a overscheduled life. When I go to college, I do the same thing. I go out for all the clubs. I go out for all the things that I want to go after. I did contest. I ran for different positions within my sorority. I volunteered. I had um, different clubs within my major that I also um, was a part of. I did a lot um, on top of commuting and my studies, right? Like I'm going to school for a reason and I piled it on. And what I did not realize is that this energy that just kept coming, it wasn't a sustainable source of energy. This wasn't um, an energy that was going to last me throughout the time. I was going to have moments where it ran out or moments where I completely freaked out. I had a meltdown. I cried. There were so many times in college where I felt like I had piled too much on, but I didn't know how to say no and to lessen the load that I had brought on myself, right? Because I volunteered for the things like I should be able to handle it. I made a commitment and I was so caught up in never quit, never quit. If you signed up, if you made the commitment, then you are to finish it out. And I just stuck with that. And it wasn't until March of 2020 where everything was stopped and I couldn't control the stop. And I just remember feeling so much relief. I had really overcommitted myself with things. I remember us trying to practice for step. Um, It was a Greek week activity. And I remember it was like 10 p.m. and we had to practice for an hour. I was exhausted. I was tired. I was working on campus at the time. And I had my final exams, my classes. It's my senior year. And when things were stopped, I felt like I had gotten out of it. As in, I got out of it. There was so much relief. I was like, I don't have to follow through on this commitment. It's okay if that falls through the cracks. And it was already starting to fall through the cracks, but I had something to blame it on. We all did. And I just was so relieved. And 
once the things had stopped, once I was no longer overcommitting myself, my body went into this mode of you have stressed us out for so long. You've overextended us and our energy levels are kaput, done. That's my body talking to my brain, right? Like my, my soul, the thing that like signed us up for the things and my body was exhausted. It had just done four years of college and four years of high school of this overcommitment, this signing up for so much, the juggling, the schedules, the cortisone levels in my body were extremely high. I done, I did tons of blood work and I really had to get my self under control because I'd been in the fight or flight stage for so long. My body did not know how to just set. My body did not know how to be and just be, not have to prove anything to anyone, not have to try and achieve something or do homework or classes or socialize because that's all part of college. I was having an extremely hard time and it was almost like my body was going through a sort of withdrawal from the busyness. And it wasn't until a year to two years after everything stopping and trying to get a handle on my stress levels, on my commitment, on my like overall happiness. It wasn't until I was able to take a step back and understand that I was trying to fill my schedule, not for myself, but for the approval of others, because I love the recognition. I wanted to be that girl that people said, ah, Logan, she does it all. She has it all on her calendar. She's so organized. She's so helpful. That was external validation of me being good enough or me having the approval of others. And although I love to achieve and I love to put things on my calendar, I love to schedule things out, I now do it in a way that is more attainable and it's also catered to my needs and my mental health. I'm not putting things on my calendar that are someone else's idea of success. I'm truly listening to myself and what I want to be doing. And right now I'm in a bit of a transitional period. I'm trying to navigate where I want to be in the next 5, 10, 15 years and and what that looks like. But the only way I'm going to be happy in the next 5, 10, 15 years and even more so after that is if I choose those things. And it's not someone else's idea of success or, or how I should be spending my time or what I should be doing. It's really to my core of what I want to be doing. And it goes back to your personality. And I have to ask myself, is this personality Because we know your personality is your habits that are stacked up over time. And when you change your habits, you can change your personality. Right now, my personality is self-starter, go-getter, 
ambitious individual because my habits align with that. I get up, I make my bed, I have breakfast, I usually go for a walk, I have a podcast, I, I'm doing productive things and that is my habits. If I change my habits to sleeping in, never making my bed, never cleaning my house, never brushing my hair, don't go to work, like none of those things, now my personality is a slacker or someone who's unmotivated. But those are my habits tied to your personality. So I have to ask myself, like, is my personality, is my core, is my being, are these the things that I want to be doing? Or is this something that I have taken from a family member, from someone on social media, from a movie? Are these things what I actually want to be doing? Is this bringing me a level of happiness? Is this bringing me a level of joy? I mean, not everything is going to be joyful, right? Like, I don't really like to clean the bathroom by clean the bathroom because I don't like it when it's dirty. I I hate it when it's dirty even more than actually doing the task. So that is a core. Like I'm going to clean my bathrooms. I'm going to do those things because I actually want to do them. Not because when I was 14 and my mom told me to clean the bathroom, then I cleaned the bathroom, right? Because she told me to do it. I didn't like it in the moment. And I did not have that that, um, oh, it it wasn't important to me. And I didn't have the pride in having a clean bathroom. Now I have the pride of having a clean bathroom. People come over. I want them not to think that my bathroom is dirty. And that's just one thing, right? Like that's something that can be isolated and you can ask yourself, it might seem silly, but question it, question everything, question your habits, question what you do day to day, because that is the only way you're going to know if you're doing something for you or you're doing something for someone else. And for September, my entire theme, because I always want to go, I always want to do things, I want to get to the next level. That's what Golden Hour Drip is all about. I have to ask myself, is adding more going to add to my success? Because what I found in high school and in college in the early years of my adulthood, I have found that more does not necessarily mean better. And when I pile things on because I think it's going to add to my success in one way or another... I have to question if I am diluting my vision and my focus, if I'm diluting my focus to do something else, is it in turn going to bring back tenfold or is this just a way to distract myself from what actually needs to be done? Because I don't know about you, but I love the dopamine hit of checking things off and doing it because I want to feel successful. I can have a to-do list and I I love having a list. I love having a to-do list. I try to do a list every day and it's three things. I'm just focused on three things. If I do something extra like four things that day, that, that I'll feel good, but it's three things, okay? That's what I'm focusing on. That is what is going to make me feel like I had a successful day. So if I check off number one, number two, and number three, I can quit for the day and I can do something fun and exciting. And I found when I make a list of six, seven, eight, 10, 15, 20 things, that is when my productivity 
is completely out the window. I'm not getting those 10, 20 things done. I'm looking at the list, (laughs) thinking about which is going to be the easiest. Um, So if I have shopping for curtains, cleaning the bathroom, recording a podcast, and um, reaching out to five friends, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go shop for the curtains. I'm going to do that easy, cross off the list, dopamine hit, quickest way to feel successful. And that, my friends, is not how I am productive. I'm going to cross off that one thing. I'm going to be focusing on the wrong stuff and I'm not going to get done what actually needs to get done to push the needle. I'm going to be filling it with all this like cheap dopamine um, in order to feel good about myself, but I know that that is not how I'm going to move forward. That's not how I'm going to get better. That's not how I'm actually going to be happy in the future. So when I simplify it, when I really take inventory of the things that are making me happy and bringing me joy, and I can cross off the things that aren't bringing me joy or aren't like what I actually want, then I'm able to focus on what I actually want to do and what I actually want. Because everything you want is not always easy. It's usually a thing that's going to take a little bit of hard work and discipline and doing it day in and day out, the mundane, making it boring. Um, And that is what is going to push the needle the furthest. So if you're anything like me and you fill your calendar with hobbies, activities, boards, because you feel like that is going to make you successful, I would definitely take inventory of those and what are those clubs, those activities bringing to you? If it's just a volunteer opportunity, that's great. I commend you on that. But how many volunteer things can you do before you're spreading yourself too thin and not bringing all your good ideas to the table? Because I know for myself, when I'm overextending, when I'm doing too much, that is when my focus is diluted and I'm not doing my best work. And instead, I am going to the point past love when I have too many things on my list and I then react out of anger and I am cranky because I'm like, one more thing that I have to do. It's not that organization's fault. It's not that person who's asking me for help. It's not their fault either. It's me because I've overextended, I've overcommitted, and I thought adding more to my plate was going to make me better, but it's not going to make you better. It's going to make you stressed out, cranky, and not nice. So sometimes saying no is the kindest thing you can do for that person. Then they're able to find someone who is actually a better fit and who will bring their best ideas to the table instead of a person who is not engaged and who is going to be very flippant about the whole ordeal. So I and focus September is simplicity. And instead of adding things to my list and because it's almost, we have September, October, November, December, four months of the year. And instead of thinking, what can I add at the end of the year? How can I make 2023 so successful? What can I add? I'm going to see what I can take away. How can I remove this from my daily routine, my activities, whatever? How, what can I remove 
so that I'm able to welcome in things that are meant for me. Because in four months, we're going to have a whole new year. And I want whatever is coming to me to be welcomed properly. So I'm not going to be feeling my schedule with junk or activities that aren't important to me and don't create meaningful situations. So simplicity, September simplicity, and honestly, my entire life trying to simplify it and boil it down because we don't need the fluff. We want the actual, the meat, the substance, the good things, because that's what is going to push us further in life. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please like, subscribe, rate wherever you are listening. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, and thank you for listening to today's episode. I will see you in the next one. Bye.